What is up? Welcome back to the Sports Beat Podcast. Colton Hall here. Uh, Thursday, uh, April 22nd. Uh, what up, Tristan? How's it hanging, my dude? It's going good, Colton. Nice to see you. <laughs> you don't need to be sarcastic. No, I'm just messing with you, T-Dog. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start calling you that because that's a pretty cool nickname, isn't it, T-Dog? I don't know. Uh, T-Rank, T-Dog, either. T-Rank, okay. T-Rank. That, that's also solid, too. That's got some, uh, that's got some validity to it. Um, obviously, going to do a little bit of a shorter episode here tonight, uh, around 15 to 45 minutes, whatever we, you know, whenever we get out of here. Uh, because there's a lot, uh, tomorrow is really the main course. This is kind of a, where we're teasing you a little bit with this episode because, you know, getting ready for the draft, uh, waiting to see how bad the Vikings do, or, you know, just uh, maybe get one pick out of the 12 that they have that actually pans out. Uh, and then we're actually going to, uh, you know, uh, put out our, our specific reactionary videos. Uh, we'll try to do it over the weekend, too, if we can't. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week to uh, give you our, uh, our full reactions, detailed reactions of the draft. Uh, but let's kick it off. Uh, but first, before we do, I got one more thing. You make sure you guys like and subscribe. Uh, leave a comment as well. Uh, just to, you, to tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. And also, um, just give us your opinion on the draft. Uh, what do you guys uh, think is going to happen? Will Joe go Burrow go number one? We don't know. Also, check out our website at thesportsbeatpodcast.com. A lot of great stuff there. It has the latest videos for you guys to be able to watch us on YouTube, listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and whatever uh, your guys' preference is. Um, so, uh, full disclosure, we're going to go ahead and get started here. Actually, I swear to God this time. Tristan, give me a real quick rundown of some predictions for your NFL teams, uh, what you think will happen, uh, what, what needs to happen really in the draft for the Packers to be have a good, you know, be good next year. Yeah, so my, my dream scenario would be for Green Bay to try to maybe trade up 10 spots. 10 spots is a lot, but I think they could manage to trade up seven, eight spots. I'm really hoping they can land one of those top five wide receivers, uh, a lot of really good wide receivers in this draft. There's Jerry Judy, uh, C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Justin Jefferson are the top four. Realistically, they could probably end up with Justin Jefferson um, if they trade it up. But my prediction is they stay put at number 30. If they do trade up, it's probably only going to be a few picks. And uh, my prediction for round one is that they end up drafting Denzel Mims, the uh, wide receiver from Baylor, who is a very good wide receiver. He's got good size, good speed. His, uh, his route running needs some working on, but uh, everything else, he's super physical, really good red zone threat. Uh, he could immediately be uh, wide receiver two for Green Bay. They really need that across from Devontae Adams. And I think that's what the Packers offense needs to take the next step. They got Devin Funchess uh, via free agency, but, you know, I don't really think he's quite, you know, an elite wide receiver two level. Uh, so I think I think one of these rookies could definitely come in and provide more of a threat than Devin Funches could. So Green Bay needs to draft a wide receiver round one. Um, if they don't, I'll probably be pretty upset. My reaction video might be a little funny if they don't. Uh, round number two, um, I'm not really I don't really care a whole lot. They could go linebacker, they could go offensive tackle, cornerback because we're probably going to get rid of Tremont Williams here after the draft. I think. Um, but my prediction for round two was Jacob Phillips, a linebacker from uh, LSU. Um, he would definitely give us some help at the inside linebacker spot. You know, there's a we're not really sure how uh, Christian Kirksey is going to pan out um, from Cleveland. Really good. His his ceiling is high, super high, but he just hasn't been able to stay on the field. He could potentially be an upgrade from Blake Martinez, but I just think they should take some extra help at inside linebacker in the draft in one of the high rounds. So I got Jacob Phillips round number two and then round number three, I think they're going to go tight end. Um, I think they're going to go Harrison Bryant, the tight end from uh, Florida Atlantic. Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, with the departure of Jimmy Graham, which wasn't a huge hit because he didn't really do anything for us. Uh, there's, there's, th- yeah, there's a need at the position, I think, for sure. I mean, Rodgers hasn't had a very capable tight end since Jermichael Finley left or until he was injured and his career got ended. Um, no, they brought in Martellus Bennett. They brought in Jimmy Graham. Who else? They brought in Jared Cook, which actually Jared Cook was really good for Green Bay. Not really sure why they let him go, and they tried to get bigger names that were just awful. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely a need. We have Jay Sternberger, who you know, I'm I'm pretty high on Jay Sternberger. I think he can be really good. I said it on the podcast. I think he had the potential to be a top five or top ten fantasy player if or fantasy tight end if he gets thrown into that starting tight end role but uh you know I think if they if they brought in Harrison Bryant it would definitely give Sternberger a competition for the spot and I think Harrison Bryant would win he's just he's a more natural pass catcher than Jay Sternberger he's probably more athletic better blocker but uh yeah I still think him and Sternberger could be really good but I think tight end is also a position Green Bay could use a little help at so those are my uh, my three predictions. I got wide receiver, linebacker, and then tight end. Um, in all seriousness, here's the thing uh, with the Vikings, though. I do believe that uh, you know they're going to be able, they're very similar to the Packers in that they have to find another one wide receiver because uh, uh, Kirk Cousins needs another receiver opposite Adam Thielen, especially after trading away Stephon Diggs. I feel like he's uh, he's a big name, obviously, to try to replace. And I don't think you're ever necessarily going to replace him. I think they kind of got themselves a little bit of a Percy Harvin situation here where they traded number one wide receiver away uh, for another draft pick. And I don't know, despite the fact this is a very deep wide receiver class, and hopefully the Vikings can find another one wide receiver. Um, the first-round draft picks that they, they make in wide receivers don't necessarily always pan out. I mean, uh, Troy Williams is a great example. Cordero Patterson. Um, I, I, it's been a while since I've had a number one wide receiver that like, they truly they, they drafted and run one that immediately works out. I mean, Stefan Diggs was a, was a fifth-round draft pick, so um, the Vikings are very similar in the Packers. Uh, I would be very, very happy if the Vikings were able to get Jerry Judy. Um, he's a very good – I think he's the best wide receiver in this draft. Um, dude can fly. He can just flat-out play, and I think he would just be a, a fantastic ad for the Vikings uh, just because of everything he brings uh, in terms of uh, – and everything, just because of how good he is. So, uh, Jerry <laughs> I, I don't almost don't want to settle for anything less than Jerry Judy because of how much uh, how much help the Vikings need at the wide receiver position because I think Adam Thielen uh, without a, a, you know a dynamic duo uh, the, without Stephon Diggs or you know without somebody else there I think he's gonna, a lot of the attention is going to go to him and I think it will be a, a lot of pressure for him to handle anyway um, so with the twenty second the twenty fifth pack obviously the Vikings are going to select a wide receiver, but I just don't know at this point uh, if they're going to trade up or trade down or maybe use that second pick. So a lot of different things could happen um, with these two Vikings picks. It's just interesting to see what will happen. Um, what do you think second, What do you think about Minnesota drafting a cornerback round one? That is, uh, that's probably, if they don't trade up, I, I predict they will because Zimmer's big on his corners. And when Rick Spielman didn't go corner last year, they paid for it dearly. Uh, Xavier Rhodes constantly got burned. Uh, and uh, Troy Waynes, he was our number one wide receiver before going to the Bengals for an absurd amount of money. Uh, he was our best corner, and well, that wasn't saying much. And then finally, you know, we had guys like Mackenzie Alexander who walked, and, and I just think that with the guy, with the team that has a number one returner in Mike Hughes and uh, Holton Hill that are returning, to, who's returning, that I expect to have a good year, uh, and Chris Boyd who showed some promise last year as well. I just, I, the Vikings do need to draft a corner and early. And, uh, and it's kind of worrying me a little bit because I feel like they have to fill too many holes early 
uh, and I just don't know if they'll have. And I know I know they've got uh, like what five picks in the top 108 or something. It doesn't matter because when it comes down to it, they need uh, they have they need a lot of they have a good amount of holes that they need to fill. And I don't know if they have enough draft capital to do it. And it's the draft, so not necessarily every draft pick pans out. So a little bit more worrying there um, when you think about it. And so. Um, no, I, to answer your question, uh, I do think they're going to have to address corner, whether it be with that one of the first round draft picks or a second round draft, whatever it is, it has to be early because uh, Mike Zimmer loves him some corners and uh, he's the cornerback whisperer. So um, I do, I do truly believe that he's going to uh, the, the Vikings will select a corner um, in at some point during the first three rounds. Uh, my second thing here. Unfortunately, uh, I feel like the Vikings are going to kind of push off the offensive line because I don't think they'll think it's that huge of a uh, – there's a lot of huge holes. But you know, they lost Josh Klein. Uh, they cut him in free agency. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't, I'm not sold on pet offline at all. I, I had an okay uh, rookie year at center and then came, uh, came back the next year after injuries. Wasn't great in, this, in year three, got switched to a left guard and just didn't completely – like just looked lost uh, in terms of technique. Um, leverage uh, everything really play calling. I mean, he just the dude just couldn't uh, just couldn't figure it out. So I think they're uh, and plus, you know, Riley Reef, who's, who's been very serviceable at left tackle, um, he was injured a lot. And plus, uh, there was there were times when the, he just completely got schooled. So I, unfortunately, I don't think the Vikings are going to address offensive line until at least round three or four. Uh, I just think that they're going to think that it's uh, they just historically in the last you know couple of years they've addressed offensive line. They drafted Garrett Bradbury last year in the first round, but I just don't think that they're going to take it that seriously. I think they're going to push it off to around three or four. When in reality, it should honestly tackle should be uh, one of the uh, they should probably trade up for another first round draft pick in the in the first because it, they need another off a first round offensive tackle or offensive lineman to really fill some of those holes. And then finally, uh, my third and final thing is I I, I, fully, I fully expect the Vikings to um to hit on at least one seventh rounder um, in years past. I swear to God, like all Vikings fans can attest to this. Rick Spielman pretty much always hits on one seventh rounder. Like crazy. Like last year he had like three of them. So I'm thinking, okay, this is uh, incredible. Like why would you have three seventh round draft picks? Like it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But he ended up hitting on Olabisi Johnson, uh, and he had a couple of other ones in the past couple of years. Uh, Fadio Denebo, I believe. Uh, was a seventh round draft pick and he's had a lot of a success um and it, because he's drafted like 12 of them and they've actually a lot of them have panned out which is shocking because usually a seventh rounder is usually a special teamer maybe uh lucky to make the team ish uh but not not a whole they usually are guys also that maybe had some character concerns or maybe an injury history so i i fully expect at least one of uh, however many seventh round draft picks rick spielman has they, they will pan out so um and even the the long snapper that the vikings got in the seventh round last year panned out so uh you know i think it's 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 one of those things where you're just you're really excited to see um now let's kind of switch focus i do have to remind everyone that uh tomorrow we will give our live reactions uh for the vikings and packers picks uh because i mean that's what we're going to bring we're going to bring some uh some uh, pretty elaborate and uh, out there reactions with the picks and and you know we'll let we'll me give some more reactions to some of the other uh draft picks as well but um uh, just be sure to tune in tomorrow. We'll be able to get that out right away as well. well. Let's go right into this. The question is, listen, Gronk got traded to the Buccaneers. And I know I said in the outline he got traded to the Patriots. I didn't mean that. I apologize. Here's the thing. The man is retired. And the, the question I have to ask is really who won this trade because he, he's retired. He's, he's basically in the last year, I believe it was his contract anyway. Uh, and the Patriots got a fourth-round draft pick out of the deal. And I believe that the uh, 
that the Bucks also got a seventh round draft pick. I'm not 100 percent on all of the uh, on all of the details, but I do know that the Buccaneers have a retired tight end who has won three Super Bowls with Tom Brady. So my question is, who won this deal? It depends. I think it just kind of depends which direction Tampa Bay decides to go at tight end. They obviously have O.J. Howard. Um, whether or not they put him on the trade block, or they said they decide if they decide to keep him, Rob Rob Gronkowski, sorry, is going to be tight end number two probably. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's he's definitely lost some of his build since he retired. Yeah. Uh, he's you know he's thinner. He doesn't look as big, I guess. But I don't think that'd be very difficult for him to get back. And yeah. matters time. You know, maybe he'll even be more athletic if he's a bit smaller. We don't know. But uh, I could see, shoot, I don't know. The winner of this trade, I, I want to say New England. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you can manage to get a fourth-round pick out of a retired player, like, that's, that's typical Belichick. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's incredible. I didn't even know he was still under contract until I, I read it. I saw a meme about it. NFL memes posted it. It was the one where Belichick is just drinking his orange juice. Yeah. And it was like when everybody else is trying to – Blah blah blah. Figure out their draft picks, and you're out here trading, getting a fourth round pick for a retired player. Like, <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But I, uh, it just depends where Tampa Bay decides to go with tight end. If they end up keeping OJ Howard, that'll be scary, super scary. Uh, yeah. Their offense will be loaded. But if they end up giving him away, obviously, Gronk's probably just going to be typical Gronk. Mm-hmm. I um. Patriots won this trade. Like, I don't think there's any way we can dispute it. Uh, fourth round draft pick for, again, for a player that was retired. Like, what? Like, I didn't even know the guy was still technically could do I didn't know that could happen. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I <laughs> thought this was over. This dude was never going to be in the NFL again. He was going to be a commentator. Uh, he was just going to go on his merry little way. But the Patriots got a fourth round draft pick for the man. Like, what? I, I just don't know what to say. Obviously, you just said a, a typical Bill Belichick doing uh, Bill Belichick things uh, just uh, almost – not necessarily robbing the Buccaneers blind, but pretty darn close. And mm-hmm. I think that it comes down to the fact. Now, I do have to say, if Gronk does actually come out of retirement, if he actually does go to the Buccaneers, I, I believe the Buccaneers will win the trade. But right now, as it stands, uh, he also also has to prove one more thing to me, that he can stay healthy in order for it to, uh, for the Buccaneers to win uh, this that, that part of the trade. He has, to, he has to prove he, has, he can stay healthy, and then also he has to actually come out of retirement in order for me to say that the Bucs win this trade. But it is hands down the Patriots in terms of what they got for him uh, and just the fact that still the what vector. So I, I just think that, you know, I thought this guy was done. And, and it turns out that uh, Bill Belichick still can find a way to uh, get something out of it even after you left. So, I mean, that's still that's still something very impressive to see. The real, um, the real question is, is he going to have to vacate his WWE title? <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> that's, Hopefully, uh, that's great. He either has to vacate or he has to defend it at all times whenever necessary during the season. Uh, so if he has to defend his title during the season, <laughs> you better step up or he's going to have to vacate that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, what, I, I bet you he probably, you know, hoist that or above his three Super Bowl rings. At least I would, you know. I mean, oh, yeah. when it comes down to it, you got to be pretty proud about that. And he's a proud guy, so I'm pretty sure he would go defend it if he had to. Um, yeah. But I, I think... Now I need to ask this question, and I think it's kind of something that, again, barring he comes back, barring he stays healthy, uh, we'll say for the sake of argument he stays healthy and he comes back, over or under 10 touchdowns? 
under probably. If they keep OJ Howard, I'd say under. under. If they if they trade OJ, I'd say he gets around ten, maybe more. Okay. I don't think again. I just I'm not ready to make a prediction on that. I just had to know what you had to think about that because this guy is when he's healthy and when he's on the field, he's actually one of the best tight ends in football. So um, just another question that we had to ask and, and kind of go through there. Um, and then finally, let's kind of cap this off with finally the you know teams that really have to nail the first round of the draft, not just the draft per se, the first round of the draft. Um, you can go ahead and start us off with teams that you think that there is this is no there's no tomorrow for them. This is do or die. Miami, uh, oh, uh, not Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders, and <laughs> the the Minnesota Vikings. I think. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, these these are the only three teams I believe that have two first round draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, with with all those draft picks in the first round, you need to make the most of it. You need to pick the right picks mm-hmm. and help wherever you need it. immediate help. Don't wait wait around to get immediate help where you need it. Take it while you have the chance to take it in the first round. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as I think the Dolphins have the uh, the fifth overall pick, it looks like here. Um, I would guess they'd, they'd take a quarterback, either Tua, uh, mm-hmm. Tagovailoa, I think that's how you say it, or uh, Justin Herbert in the freak scenario that the Redskins draft Tua and second pick. Um, I've seen some mock drafts. They got him going second pick. But, you know, Justin Herbert. on Dwayne Haskins that early, though? Like, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Ron Rivera loves Tua. Loves him. Yeah. He raves about him. But – that would probably be the need for Miami. Go get a wide receiver and then go get help. Where, I mean, a quarterback and then go get help where you need it. The Raiders, I think, will draft a wide receiver with their first pick in the first round. Uh, they'll probably end up with C.D. Lamb, which is a huge, huge pick. Yeah. Um, the Minnesota, you know, they're back. They're 20, was it 22 and 25? Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, yeah, I could see them taking, they could take a wide receiver with that first one and either, I don't know if, if I would take a wide receiver with that first one at 22, and at 25, I would go cornerback or edge rusher, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, if they just make the right picks, fill the gaps where they need to in the first round, then I think they'll do just fine. But, yeah, those are my two, three, uh, or my, my three, not my two, three. That doesn't make sense. Uh, yes. Minnesota, <laughs> the Raiders, and the Dolphins, for sure. Mm-hmm. I um I actually think that the Vikings don't even have a needed edge rusher, and it's because and then nobody knows this is about a guy Alfadio Denebo, and I'll do a video about this later on. You guys may be sure to tune in for that. Alfadio Denebo had seven sacks for the Vikings, and nobody's talking about this guy. I mean, he's this former seventh round draft pick, out of, I believe, it was out of Vanderbilt, and like nobody knew who this guy was. Like this guy was pretty much uh, unheard of. Like he had been cut by a couple teams, I believe, by the Browns and uh, the Dolphins, I believe, and then he came back to the Vikings. Um, and again, one of Rick Spielman's seventh-round draft picks that it didn't pan out at first, but then all of a sudden uh, has really come on uh, last season and a little bit this season, I believe, before that. And um, or excuse me, no, last season he just had seven sacks. Dude just balled. And I think now that Everson Griffin has gone, I think Afadi is going to have a chance to really show, you know, that it wasn't just one of those seasons where it, he could do just about anything that he wanted to. So. Um, you know, in last year, I mean, he was only with the Cardinals for, and he had like one tackle last year. So again, it's that just basically off of last year, seven sacks and not starting a single game. I do think this guy could really do some damage um, and, and really do uh, something potentially special for the Vikings. So um, I do think it has to be, it has to be corner and wide receiver for the Vikings in the first round. Like it has to be that or a tackle. Like that's the only conceivable way. I swear if they draft a quarterback, I'm going to lose my lunch. 
Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm Same because, for Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, there's no way Green Bay's drafting a quarterback. I mean, they they got their dude for the future, and uh, I think for the next at least five seasons. Um, uh, or I would say at least three to four, maybe next five. I don't know. I think it, it just all depends on if they can get the man some help. Now, if he gets help and throws another 40 touchdowns, I will quit talking about it and I will let it go. But until they get him some help, I don't. I really don't know what to make of the Aaron Rodgers situation. So I truly believe uh, that the Vikings are uh, – they're, they're, you're right. They're, they're, they're actually my number one team when I say this. They have to nail this draft because – Number one, they're coming up uh, two out of the last three years. They made the playoffs. They've been scratching at it. They've been playing with it. They they they, they don't know uh, really if this is it. Like they we don't know if uh, Mike Zimmer will be fired next year. We don't know if Rick Spielman will still be around next year. This is it. If you're Rick Spielman, this is the draft of your life right now because you're potentially saving a job, not just your own. You're probably saving Mike Zimmer's and most of his staff as well. Um, they have to nail this draft. Uh, and there's so many holes that I, I just don't know that the Vikings can do it. Like, I don't know that they can fill that many holes in one weekend. Like, I think there are at least five positions that I think uh, that I need are at least either an upgrade or they need uh, they need help right now. Uh, and I think that it's one of those things where, uh, again, too much of a, a thing. And I don't think you can solve it with drafting seventh round draft picks. Like, again, it's the draft. Some pan out, some don't. You've had, you know... You just don't know what's going to happen. So that's my first thing. The Vikings do need to hit it out of the home, uh, hit it out of the park. Like probably more, definitely more than any other team in the NFL because of uh, just of how many people they lost. Now again, I've been an advocate of saying the the people they lost they weren't necessarily the worst losses in the world, but it was just the fact that they lost so much that put them in the position to have to fill all these holes during the draft, and they really didn't sign a whole lot of help uh, in the off season. So, and my second team, uh, believe it or not, I think it's the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I know that I believe they only have one first round draft pick, but at the same time, I think it has to be the right guy and whoever they decide to go with. Um, I feel like they have a, a lot of pressure on themselves because I know everybody's saying, especially with the signing of Kevin Stefanski, um, and you know, they took Andrew Sandejo from the Vikings as well. Not, not, not peeved about that. I mean, it's in Sandejo. I wish him the best, but um, I, I believe it's uh, the Browns are the next team there. And I, the reason I, I, I say it's the Browns is because, man, they had all this fooled. Like, didn't they? Like, they had all of us saying that they could potentially be a playoff team, uh, even a dark horse, albeit Super Bowl team. And I think it's one of those things where looking at it, everybody was expecting a lot more from them uh, than what actually happened. There's some Odell rumors going around uh, that going to the Vikings. I don't think that's actually ever going to happen because, uh, you what, you're going to trade a Diva wide receiver superstar away for to grab another one? Like, that just doesn't really make sense to me. So, um, and plus there's Percy Harden rumors going around. Listen, I, I just truly believe um, that the, the Browns have to hit this one out of the uh, they have to hit it out of the, the park. Um, that's basically. Uh, do we have any other bold predictions, maybe for our teams as we head into the draft? Uh, you know, weekend tomorrow or starting tomorrow. Oh shoot! If I had to make a bold prediction about Green Bay, I would say they trade up from thirty to between fifteen and twenty. Mm-hmm. That's a big jump, though. Like that's they would probably potentially. Have to give up either a second or a third round draft pick uh, from this year's draft at least, and maybe a later round next year to make that jump. Uh, do you really think now, even if uh, if let's say let's say the amazing happens, they grab Jerry Judy, do you think he immediately fit, he makes uh, he's a ten touchdown wide receiver in year one? Absolutely, I think Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, or C.D. Lamb could all do that with Green mm-hmm. Bay. Um, we haven't really seen it in a while where a rookie wide receiver comes in to Green Bay, at least, and has a huge immediate impact. It's because they are really reluctant to really throw anybody into the fire. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they dra- they need to draft a wide receiver, make him a starter day one. Tell him after they draft him, you're wide receiver too. Like start getting ready, start talking to Aaron, mm-hmm. and let him get his confidence built because you know the off season is going to be cut short the way it is already because of the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, the only wide receiver I can think of recently that got drafted number one and produced immediately was the one uh, Atlanta drafted this last year. Uh, I can't think of his name. I'm blanking on it. Uh, Um, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, Calvin Ridley. I think he was – I want to say he was a first-round draft pick. He might not have been. But they need to do what they did to Calvin Ridley. Draft a guy first round, throw him into the fire, and make him produce. Throw Mm -hmm. him a lot of footballs. I mean, chances are Aaron Rodgers is going to throw you some pretty good balls. So Mm -hmm. just throw it to him a lot. Get, Get him acclimated fast. Earn mm-hmm. Rogers trust fast, and you'll be—I mean, you'll be a solidified wide receiver too by mid-season. And that's what they need to quit like dinking and toying with guys, like they did with Lazard, Jake Kumaro, Geronimo Allison. They just like they keep rotating these guys in and out, so nobody really has like a, a wide receiver two or three spot. Everybody kind of shares the wide receiver two and three spot. So that's why I think Green Bay's receivers always drop so many balls and can't get open is because they don't. They don't think they're trusted to play, I don't think. And uh, so they just need to draft a guy, put all their belief in him, and go make him a starter. Mm-hmm. By the way, I think it was Calvin Ridley a couple years ago because I think they drafted a guard last year. But I get your point. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because okay. I do think I do think that it really comes down to uh, you know trust. And that's a big thing with the Vikings too because I believe that's you, it's pretty interesting that you bring up that point of not letting a guy start, not letting him in because they're reluctant to. I understand that. The Vikings are a little bit of a similar hole they were when they drafted Laquan Treadwell a couple years ago. Um, I think he only had one catch in his first season from like 15 yards against the Lions. I remember, wow, this guy can actually catch things. And then he never caught a pass. Not, not a single pass the rest of the season. So I get the fact that you know, some NFL coaches are reluctant to just throw someone in there as a starter, but at some point you need to see what you got, see what you drafted, and really just make that determination on you know uh, to make sure that it's the, it was the best thing for your football team. So no, I 100% agree with that. Um, and do you think do you see that you know the Packers lost some offensive linemen? Do you see them doing anything different? Uh, maybe drafting uh, an offensive lineman early, or maybe trading up for an offensive lineman? Or do you so do you think it's it's wide receiver or bust? I think if they were to go offensive lineman, they could do it round three instead of grabbing another tight end. Because we mm-hmm. still have Jay Sternberger, Robert Tanyan, Mercedes Lewis. We've got three pretty decent tight ends. So I think I think wide receiver and linebacker will definitely be the first two rounds. Um, yeah, round three, I could see us getting an offensive tackle. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we got we let go of uh, Brian Bulaga, who's been phenomenal. And we ended up with Rick Wagner. We got him from the Lions, who's also a, he's a good, good offensive lineman. He's not as good as Bulaga. But uh, it definitely fills a hole. Yeah, he's a respectable offensive lineman. But yeah, I could definitely see. I could see him going round two, maybe with an offensive tackle. But uh, I just don't really see a huge hole and a huge need for that because they've got five guys who are solidified starters. But uh, we'll see. They could definitely round three or round four. I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised though. Ryan, Ryan Joyce, we had him on. He's super high on Green Bay drafting Jordan Love in the first or second round and because he thinks Roger needs a successor right now. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are thinking, I, I keep getting notifications on my phone saying, uh, whatever, so-and-so's mock draft has Green Bay taking a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty blasphemous, uh, <laughs> quite honestly. I mean, 
it could it could be the scenario where they draft a quarterback and it lights a bit of a fire under Aaron, and mm-hmm. maybe he starts you know getting back to his thirty five touchdown seasons more. Um, but I I don't see a need for it. I think it'd be pretty stupid if they did that. If they do draft want to draft a quarterback, I'd wait till round four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, when you wait that line, there's not going to be a good one there. So I would say I say Rodgers has at the very least minimum four more years left. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't want a guy to sit for four years. Rodgers sat for three years, and I thought that was too long because I think a lot of his career statistics when he retires aren't going to be where they should be because of the years he missed. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know we'll see. I still think he'll break a lot of those records, like I've said before, and you never know. Uh, but I do think they need to wait two more years to draft a successor. Yeah. I um, I think uh, it should either be uh, it should either be uh, this. Like I don't even think that you need a first round draft pick at quarterback because I mean you go look at guys like Tom Brady. I know you think he wasn't he's not the greatest quarterback of all time, but I still think that for what New England got for him for a sixth round draft pick, I think that that is uh, that's a, that's great value, and I think that's something that you know uh, you don't necessarily need to go. I actually have a bold prediction too. I think the Vikings are going to go quarterback in at least round six. Um, six or seven. I truly believe um, they're going to try a guy out. Uh, I don't know necessarily if – I think Sean Mannion is going to be the backup quarterback who hadn't thrown a pass in like a couple of years. So the fact that uh, they, I, I just I just feel like the Vikings are going to draft some some no-name guy uh, and maybe then just bring him in, maybe a, you know, uh, a guy that maybe with some injury history or something in the sixth or seventh round because – just to try him out because I mean, what this, at this point what can it hurt and uh, maybe mm-hmm. grab a guy um, that – you know, maybe a little bit washed out. I think it's going to come down to um, because uh, I'm still not 100% sold on Kirk Cousins, even though uh, he had a good season last year. It wasn't, you know, the Vikings losing to the 49ers wasn't all his fault, but still hurt to watch. But I still think that uh, the Vikings are going to go quarterback in round six or seven. So, but um, anyway, I think that does it for it tonight. Uh, for us tonight, uh, we will be sure once again tune in tomorrow. We'll give you guys our live uh, draft predictions, and uh, next week we'll give you a full 2020 draft reactionary uh, episode, just telling you what we think of, our, of all of our, the draft picks our team selected. Um, and we'll try to have guys like Ryan Joyce and Ryan Nielsen on uh, next week as well. Um, once again, be able to uh, like, subscribe, leave a comment, uh, maybe a prediction for who's gonna, you know, your favorite team is going to draft in this year's draft. So um, anything else to say before we hit the road there, buddy? No, it was fun. Uh, I'll record myself uh, as they make their pick tomorrow night, and uh, we can post those along with our little episode that we do. So it should be fun. As long as anybody doesn't draft a quarterback, it'll be fun. <laughs> we might see uh, we might see Tristan blow up uh, his house around him, uh, but that's okay. Uh, just make sure also to subscribe. I, also, I don't mention this a lot because I keep forgetting to. You guys can also watch us on our YouTube channel. It's a Sports Read Podcast. Uh, even though you guys do listen to us on SoundCloud and um, everything else, uh, you guys, if you want to watch our funny some of our funny reactions, like me throw a microphone uh, because the Vikings, you know, uh, lose a p- potential fifth Super Bowl in the next. 10 years, uh, make sure you guys also watch us on YouTube. But uh, with that, uh, we are out. Thank you for listening to the Sports Break Podcast. If you'd like to see our newest videos, hear our hot takes, keep in touch with the latest sports issues, or check in on your favorite team, be sure to subscribe down below and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.